0: The Bible is a big book full of complicated stories, challenging situations, and complex settings that often seem foreign to us. And most of us never finished reading the Bible because we never started in the wisest place. It is important to know how you ought to progress. It's time to go the second mile in reading your Bible. This is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the second mile podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5:41, where he says, if anybody forces you to go one mile, we want to go the second mile. We want to do more than just the bare minimum when it comes to following Jesus. And to do that, we've got to know this Jesus and to know where he's going. And uh, he has given us a path to that. And it all centers around the truth that he has given us in his word, which to some people is the most frightening book in the entire world. And yet it is God's uh, written letter to us to be able to help us us understand who he is and also who we are and how we should live our lives in accordance to that. Last week, we talked about why we should read the Bible, and we know that there's a lot of challenging circumstances that lead to that, and while that is a big challenge, but today I want to talk about what should you read in the Bible, right? So we're coming in for a landing for this year, looking forward to next year, and uh, not a New Year's resolution, but I want to put some patterns and some disciplines. Uh, I actually like the word, uh, the phrase spiritual habits, into your life to help you grow in Christ this coming year to do more than just the bare minimum to do more than just kind of when you get in trouble uh, reaching out for a desperate attempt to scripture we want to be able to really get through the scriptures now we talked last week about the danger of just kind of relying on devotions or just kind of one verse kind of tweetable kind of portions of scripture here and there uh, it's, it's kind of like if you were to say how many of you would be okay with a tic tac if you were hungry well i mean i guess it would help but in some ways you can only live off Tic Tacs for so long. At some point, you need a meal. And and reading a Bible verse out of context and just looking at that and it's helpful. Uh, it it'll it'll give you a little something. It might freshen your breath a little bit. But it, it's not enough to sustain you. So so what we need to do is we need to start getting to the place where we unpack the majority on the truth of God's Word and it needs to be more than just in bite-sized portions uh, it needs to be more than tic-tac exposures to it we need to know the Word Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 Paul tells his son Timothy in the faith to do your best to show yourself a worker approved who has no need to be ashamed accurately handling the Word of Truth he doesn't say for Timothy to do his best his best, or his mom's best or his uh, grandma's best or uh, his, his peer Titus' best he says do your your best. So I want you to consider where you are in your own spiritual journey and what you need to do as a next step to help you start getting into God's Word and hope provide a path for you here today. So when we talk about what we should read in the Bible, I'm going to give you kind of a picture of something that's going on in our church right now that everybody's kind of really excited about. Uh, And it's still enough time in this year that if you or your church or your ministry wants to jump in and join with us, uh, that's great. And if you say there's not a lot of time, I promise you there is. Uh, And a plan is always better than no plan. And let me just kind of tell you where this came out. So uh, for for those that, uh, if you've ever heard me talk about distinctive discipleship, it's about this approach that every disciple is in a different place. We need different things as far as our next leg of the journey. And one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of time when somebody comes to faith in Christ, we just go, hey, you need to read the Bible. And if somebody starts in Genesis and starts working their way through, they grow to fear the Bible, if not resent it, because the first few books of the Bible, honestly, are some of the most complex and difficult passages in the entire Bible to read and so a lot of people uh, started there, and they never really got to build up the muscles that I believe are required to kind of navigate through those sections. Um, so so this comes down to what's the best way for somebody to start reading the Bible? And a lot of times I would say, you know, I don't think Genesis is the best book to start with. Uh, in fact, sometimes I think it's good to get a few laps in of some smaller books or to get into a gospel and, and kind of over time, over months, if not years, building up biblical muscles where you can navigate more complicated sections of Scripture is when you can start somewhere in Genesis. So I've learned a long time ago that in discipleship, it helps out a lot if you have people that you can say, hey, here's what we're doing. You want to come alongside with me? Um, And so wherever you can do that. So um, at the beginning of this year, uh, I asked uh, anybody in the uh, group of guys I was discipling, uh, some people on staff, whatever, hey, this is the Bible reading plan that I'm going to do. If anybody wants to jump in, just come on with me. And I really didn't do like a sign up. I didn't make anybody like, you know, uh, sign sign up on anything. I just kind of said it's out there, and so I wasn't really aware of who I was doing it. Now, fast forward into a few weeks of this year's plan, and this year's plan that I've been on is kind of or jumping genres uh, every day. So, like on one day you might be in the Gospels, and the next day you might be in the Law section, and so you're you're moving around through Scriptures. And while I love the Word. This plan has not been my favorite because I just feel like it kind of loses that continuity. So a few weeks in, I'm thinking, this is not my favorite plan. I love the word, but the plan, I don't know if I'll do this again. So I had a real hard time asking anybody in my own life, hey, are you doing it? Are you enjoying it? Whatever. And then I, I got a text message just a few months ago where somebody said something about, man, Chronicles was rough this morning, but I made it through. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're still doing it? He said, I hadn't missed a day yet. And there's been some hard sections. And I thought, man, if I just had a way to kind of know who else was doing this plan with me? I could have kept people accountable. And that's kind of what sparked my imagination for the Bible reading plans that we have for our church. So we have just given out three Bible reading plans that will be next year, and they're kind of in different sizes. One, you might say, is a beginner level. Another second is the intermediate level. The third might be more the advanced level, and uh, and just different places because all of us are at different places in our own walk. And if you try to get everybody in the the, um, church to read through the Bible in an entire year, you're going to lose the majority of the people because it's too big of a jump because it's kind of going couch to 5K. And they're worried they're gonna pull a muscle, which they probably will. So we've created three different plans uh, to correspond with three different levels of commitment. And then there's also a uh, three different wristbands with different colors that correspond to each plan. So we've got a white plan, a gray plan, and a black plan, so it can correspond with anybody's wardrobe, no problem there. And, uh, and so a subtle way that throughout our church that you can see people that you know, or maybe somebody that you don't even know, catch that they were in the band that you are, and know here's somebody that you can talk to about what you've been reading in God's Word together, and it kind of helps you uh, move together through the Scripture. Because one of the most key things is is that we find that accountability around us, that we make a plan. We also have some partners with which to go with. So we released these three plans, three wristbands, and said we want everybody to at least pick one. You find out what's good for you to make your next step in learning God's Word through this coming year. Now, if you say, well, wouldn't it be simpler if everybody got on the same page? It would be. uh, But you know what? You would have some people who were kind of advanced Bible students that wouldn't feel challenged, or you'd have some of these beginners get stalled out because it was too difficult. So in these three plans, the first plan is just a biblical survey, which takes 15 verses a day. Uh, and walks through the major passages of the Bible. The second plan, the intermediate uh, gray plan for us, is the New Testament plus Psalms and Proverbs. Reading one chapter a day, you'd walk through the entire New Testament and all the Psalms and Proverbs. And then the black plan is uh, the entire Bible, Genesis through Revelation. It's three to four chapters a day. Now, in each of these, uh, the white, the gray, and the black, 15 verses, one chapter, three to four chapters. You've got six days on and Sunday's off because Sunday, hopefully, you're going to be in God's Word anyway. And uh, so you're going to be reading whatever uh, you're doing as far as the sermon goes or maybe in your group. But Sunday can also be a catch-up day uh, if you need it. If you kind of fall behind along the way, it can help you kind of catch up where you need to. But so six days reading and one day to either read it at church or to catch up on something, but it gives everybody moving something through. And this is why I think it's so important. For someone who's never read the scriptures, too often they go, oh, I need to read through the scripture. And so I'm gonna read three to four chapters a day and it's too challenging. I would much rather somebody read 15 verses a day and be consistent in it than try to read three chapters a day and get discouraged and walk away from it. So for us in my home right now, Uh, I've got all three bands represented. Some people who were saying, I'm doing 15 verses a day. Some that that are saying, I'm doing one chapter a day. And some that are saying, all right, I'm going to try to do three to four chapters a day and get to the entire Bible in a year. And so what that allows us to do is to encourage one another in our home. It allows us to encourage one another in our group. It allows us to encourage one another in our church. And and this is why it's so important when you say, what should I read in the Bible? Because the Bible is complicated, it goes back to this belief that I just cannot shake I think it's so important for you to be realistic and reasonable in whatever Bible reading plan that you have now if you want uh, any of these plans, you can find it at our church's website, which is rockycreek.church or my personal website where I put a bunch of free resources up at, at travisagnew.org. Uh, all those plans are there. You can download them for free. Uh, if your church or ministry wants to do this and make this, I want to go ahead and say, use it, copy it, steal it, whatever you need to. You don't even have to give us credit. If it gets your people in the Word, that's what we want to do. And and this is why it's so important, though, to give people a personalized approach of where they are in the scriptures, because you and I both know we're all at different places, all at different stages. And this gives a young child an opportunity to say, I'm going to start getting into the spiritual habits of reading God's word. It takes that person who's been discouraged through so many years because the Bible is a big book with complicated stories to say, I'm going to start making some progress here. And it gives those people who've done a, a good section of study but never really been pushed enough to see this thing through to finally get to the place where they say, I have read all of the Bible. I've shared this story before, but I can remember trying to convince someone in college about how they needed to follow Jesus. And they asked me if I had ever read the Bible or if I believed the Bible. And I said, of course I believe. And they said, you believe all of it? I said, of course I believe all of it. And then they asked me the question, but have you read all of it? And at that point, I had not. But that sparked enough inside of me that I determined that I was going to start and I was going to finish this thing. And after building up those muscles, eventually, I got through the entire scripture and I stood on the truth of God's word more firm than ever before, saying not only do I know what this says, but I believe it and I'm basing my whole life on it. So you need to think of a reasonable approach, one of these plans or another one to say, let me take where I am and just take another step to get a little bit closer in my understanding of the knowledge, of God's word. I hope to see you on the second mile.